Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here, the Eric Erickson Show across the nation. The phone number is 877-973-7425. I bet you guys have some questions and comments today. We'll take your calls, except uh, I want to do this on big news days, days like this. I think it's important to try to steer the story, navigate it through what actually happened, the who, what, where, when, why, and how before we get into, well, our hot takes. I've, oh, I got some takes. I will say this, though, out of the gate, before I get into anything else. If you are uh, one of those people who can't understand why conservatives might be concerned about the FBI, you probably haven't been paying attention. At the bottom of the hour, I want to deal with that because there are reasons to be concerned. But let's begin with what actually happened. Yesterday, the Federal Bureau of Investigation uh, conducted a search of Mar-a-Lago, President Trump's home in Palm Beach, Florida. It was not per se a raid where they storm in uh, unannounced, uh, kick in the door and all that. Uh, but in common vernacular, we've used that. This this was conducting a search warrant. The warrant, interestingly enough, according to press reports, signed off on by Jeffrey Epstein's former lawyer. Why are we as a society rehabilitating anyone who had anything to do with Jeffrey Epstein? I mean, we should never hear from Bill Gates again. We should uh, not have this guy, Epstein's lawyer, as a federal magistrate, and yet here we are. You can't make this sort of stuff up. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein's former lawyer, now a federal magistrate, signing off on this. That being said, for a federal magistrate to sign off on this, uh, the FBI has to go show they have probable cause of a crime, that the evidence related to that crime is at the location they wish to be searched, and they must have a, a general idea and be able to articulate what the evidence is they are looking at. In this case, they're using the Presidential Records Act, which is just bizarre, and, and I want to get into that. And again, I want to just give you the who, what, where, when, why, and how before I get into any sort of analysis or opinion on this, because it's, it's important we lay out the parameters of what's going on here. So the National Archives is supposed to take all of a president's records after the president leaves office and house them. Typically, what then happens is presidents build presidential libraries. The National Archives can't maintain all the documents at its Washington location, so they send those documents to that president's um, archive library with the exception of classified materials, which are housed in different locations or depending on the presidential library, may be housed at that library in a secure place. The National Archives contacted the Trump administration uh, upon leaving the White House and explained that they had reason to believe the president had taken classified documents, including 15 boxes of presidential records, to Mar-a-Lago. Now, there is no dispute the president turned over those 15 boxes back to the National Archives. However, there is a presumption, there is a belief it is plausible, we're not sure why, they think that some of the documents he did not deliver. 
For example, there were some documents related to his correspondence with North Korea that the National Archives claims were not returned with those 15 boxes. So the FBI got a search warrant and went to Mar-a-Lago and decided to knock on the door and conduct an inspection, including forcing open a safe uh, of the president's that uh, had nothing in it, as far as we know. You should know that President Trump's lawyers have a copy of the search warrant. They themselves could release the search warrant. It would include the itemized list of things that the FBI suspected were on site that they were looking for. Now, the underlying affidavit attesting to why they think it's there, why they think it's important, and the uh, crime alleged, they have to allege a specific crime. We wouldn't have that, but we could at least see the search warrant, what they believe was at Mar-a-Lago. The Trump team hasn't handed that over. The Justice Department hasn't handed that over as well. That's the who, what, where, when, why, and how of this. The FBI is looking for documents related to the Presidential Records Act that are classified in nature and should be handed to the National Archives. The National Archives alleges they were not handed over, and so they went in search of them. It had nothing in the text or in the context to do with January 6th or a purported plot to overthrow the government. The text and the context. But the pretext is something different. If you subscribe to my show notes, and you should, even if you were a free unpaid subscriber, you would get these links today. Uh, There's a piece from Andy McCarthy. You can subscribe, by the way, by texting DATA to 33777. You should, because we have a whole list of a lot of the information related to this today. Uh, And Andy McCarthy has a great piece at National Review. So this lets me very, very clear here, out of the gate. The text and the context, the surrounding implications, all point to the Presidential Records Act. Now, let me just step back and say uh, the Presidential Records Act is a bit of obscure federal law from the late 1970s related to the housing and holding of presidential documents. They go to the National Archives. They have to be vetted by the National Archives. Certain uh, documents have to be approved for declassification. All of the declassified information is housed and set in place awaiting a presidential library, at which point the presidential library, once built, is um, the repository of those archives. All of the gifts presidents have gotten and the like. It's frankly a little bit bizarre to use the Presidential Records Act to send the FBI to search Mar-a-Lago. It doesn't make sense on the surface, even with the text and the context of the President House records, the National Archives believes they didn't all get handed over. You make a phone call for that, and you make a phone call because these are not ordinary political times. 
Both sides believe the other side is a threat to the Republic. You don't send the FBI into a former president's home for the Presidential Records Act. You pick up the phone, you call his lawyer and say, we got to have these documents back. You don't send the FBI in in these heightened political times, particularly when a lot of the nation doesn't trust the FBI, given its behavior on a lot of issues, which we're going to get to. You don't do that. Merrick Garland would have had to approve this. The White House claims no notice of this. I actually think that's plausible. There is a history even in the Trump White House of the Justice Department at times like this, not telling the White House until the moment the event happens. You don't tip off the White House because there are a bunch of leakers there. You don't want people to know it. They would rush out to MSNBC and gloat. Guess what's happening? So you don't tell them until the, the, the moment of. Not that the White House would disapprove of what happened. You just wait because they can't keep their mouths shut. But the Presidential Records Act, really? I mean, even if the president, this is very important here, if the president were somehow found guilty of violating the Presidential Records Act, it wouldn't keep him from running for president again. That seems like a nothing burger. If anything, what this FBI raid does is it fires up the Republican base at a level they haven't been fired up at. They were already fired up. There's more enthusiasm on the Republican side than on the Democratic side right now. But this, this fires them up to a new level. The sitting president's FBI goes to the former president's home. No American president after leaving office has ever been raided by the FBI. This is a precedent. Now, I have warned Democrats in the past and Republicans about the precedents they set. For eight years, I was telling Democrats, listen, you got to get a Republican. The precedent you're setting will be used to do things you don't want. If I were Hunter Biden, I'd be burning down my house and all my possessions today. This sets a precedent. You can deny it. You can scream about it. You can say it's hysterical. You can say it's justified, but you cannot deny it is a precedent. No American president has ever had his home raided by the FBI after leaving office. This is a precedent. This is, to some degree, a lot of people are using the crossing the Rubicon sense. Uh, Sean Trendy from Real Clear Politics put it this way. You can't unring this bell. What I find really notable is an interview last night. Rachel Maddow with Chuck Schumer. I want to play you the beginning of this because Chuck Schumer is a man. The joke in Washington, even among Democrats, is the most dangerous place to be in Washington, D.C. Is between Chuck Schumer and a camera. Chuck Schumer had no one between him and the camera last night. The man loves to go after Donald Trump. The man loves to savage Kevin McCarthy for his irresponsible hysteria. I want you to listen to this exchange between Rachel Maddow and Chuck Schumer. It's news from South Florida tonight that the FBI has has searched the home of the former president. Yeah, well, I know nothing about it other than what I've read, like everybody else. So I think it's wise for me to withhold comment until we learn more. I appreciate that. I do have to tell you that one of your um, not colleagues, but another congressional leader, the uh, House Republican leader, Kevin McCarthy, just made a statement online um, about the FBI search war- executing the search warrant at the former president's home. Um, he said when Republicans take back the House, they will conduct immediate oversight of this department 
And then he says this, quote, Attorney General Garland, preserve your documents and clear your calendar. Effectively threatening Attorney General Garland uh, in response to the FBI having executed this search warrant tonight. I know that you don't want to talk about the substance of the matter at yeah. Mar-a-Lago, but I do want to ask your reaction to what Mr. McCarthy has Look, said. Look, I think we don't, none of us know the facts and any comments are premature. He doesn't even want to respond to Kevin McCarthy. He doesn't even want to respond to Kevin McCarthy. Chuck Schumer knows this just fired up the Republican base. And in a 50-50 Senate, suddenly the GOP has an advantage. Their base is furious. The former president has had his home raided by the FBI by the present president. The former president may run for office again. There have been multiple press reports that Joe Biden wants to do anything possible to stop him from running. Merrick Garland has been investigating him. Chuck Schumer knows this hurts the Democrats, and it does. I've mentioned the text and the context. The text and the context of the raid were about the Presidential Records Act. But you know... John Eastman, Andy McCarthy at National Review pointed this out. John Eastman and John Clark have also had the FBI pay them visits. John Clark at the the Justice Department, purportedly an inspector general investigation, highly unusual a year after office. And John Eastman related to that. And now suddenly the former president. What if it is very possible and probable, I think uh, Andy McCarthy is right here. That while the text and the context are all about the Presidential Records Act, this has been going on for a while. It's not like the documents were going to be destroyed. They could wait until after the election. But what if this really was about January 6th? What if this really was? They raided John Clark, and then they raided John Eastman, one of the president's lawyers. And now suddenly they showed up at Trump's house purportedly about the Presidential Records Act. They kept that in their back pocket if they needed that card to play. So they can say it's about this when really it's about that. That seems very plausible to me that the text and the context of this search warrant by the FBI has everything to do with possible classified documents being kept at Donald Trump's home in Florida. But the actual pretext is they've expanded the investigation into January 6th and they're looking for a smoking gun to try to arrest the former president. They better have something because the election's coming. The Republicans are going to take back the House. Chuck Schumer's reaction suggests he thinks they're going to take back the Senate and his days as leader are coming to an end. And there will be hell to pay. There will be. The FBI should not have done what they did when they could have picked up the phone. Welcome back. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Do me a favor. Uh, stay on the phones. I don't have a lot of time here. i got to get to the Omaha Steaks ad here in just a minute. And there's some audio I want to play for you from Eric Trump real quick uh, about what happened. What could they possibly think existed inside of Mar-a-Lago in a box that was taken from the White House that, it, that was so damaging that the FBI director and the Attorney General of the United States would, would have to raid a former president's residence uh, and grab everything out of there. Because that doesn't make sense. What, 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 could pop, what, what secret document could possibly rise to that level? Yeah. 
I don't know. They'll probably find a note from me telling him how proud I am of him and what a great job he was doing as president. They might find some pictures of my kids, maybe some nice, you know, headlines, uh, maybe a nice note from you, Sean. Um, it's insane. How many times can you cry wolf? I mean, the FBI dragged this whole country through hell for three years based on lies and deceit and dirty dossiers and FISA warrants and everything else, right? And everything proved to be incorrect, fraudulent, made up, an absolute sham. They dragged this country through hell. And here they are again, raiding the guy's house. I mean, He's got a point there that I want to spend time on in the next half hour because the FBI does not have a great history of late. But also this from Jim Vandehei, uh talking with Joe Scarborough this morning. Listen, I mean, there's I can't think of a historical parallel to having a sitting president, to having his DOJ uh, allow for, you know, this, whatever you want to call it, a raid or uh, going into Mar-a-Lago of his predecessor in potential 2024, a competitor. That's extraordinary. And there's no doubt that it is going to be radically politicized. And they better have the goods, right? If, if, if it turns out that they did go to Mar-a-Lago and there aren't any charges, imagine the backlash. You already see what Donald Trump and his supporters are doing in terms of taking advantage of this and, and saying that he's the victim uh, of the overreach of the federal government. And so at some point, I do think soon, the Justice Department, uh, Garland, somebody has to step forward and say why they took such an extraordinary move. Because I agree with Walter that this is something that people can touch and feel and understand, the sanctity of your home. Yes, the sanctity of your home. They understand this. This is deeply problematic, particularly given the FBI's history of late. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson. I, well, I want to tell you what I really think about what happened now that I've, I've given you all of the who, what, where, when, whys and hows. I want to, I want to spend a little more time, talk fairly frankly about what I think before I do. I want to take some phone calls. Let's start with Eric. Welcome to the show, Eric. Thank you, Mr. Erickson. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, living the dream. Um, my question is, how long have they known that Trump had carried these documents to his home? And if it has, you know, why does it seem like every corner that the Democrats are going after this man? Now, I do understand that, you know, he was a mean tweeter or whatever, yeah. you know, but they are, it seems like that they are so scared of this man. And they're doing everything they can, you know, to find something on him. Yeah, so you know, my I, question is... Go ahead. Uh, the question is, how long have they known this? And if it has been, because I think, if I recall, they had mentioned something like this maybe a couple of years ago or right after the election or something. And it seems like they're waiting so long, you know, to, to do this. So the, uh, the National Archives made its assessment um late last year and in mid-january of this year arranged for 15 boxes uh to be returned uh this is from a statement of the national archive so uh they they did a big assessment over 2021 an audit of what they had and didn't have 
realized there were 15 boxes missing. They they notified the president's team in mid-January 2022. They had everything returned uh, by the beginning of February. Uh, and yet, uh, supposedly, there may be some missing documents. Again, and this is this is why I think the text and the context are about the Presidential Records Act, but the pretext is they've been holding this in their pocket for a while uh, to, to go after him. Here's the thing. I, I really genuinely believe this. I really do believe if Donald Trump left office and said, I'm done. They stole it from me. We need to find someone uh, with youthful vigor to come back in 2024 and take it. I will find that person, but it's not going to be me. None of this would have happened. The Democrats believe internally, existentially believe Donald Trump is a threat to the republic. They really believe that. And they will do everything possible to stop him. Had he said, I'm, I'm, I'm done, I'm not going to run again, and gone away, they would have moved on. But because he hasn't, they won't. Now, you can say that's on them, they should leave it alone, what have you. But I think that's really what happens here. Uh, instead, what has now happened is they've all but assured that uh, Donald Trump is going to run again and also that he's going to uh, generate a massive pile of money. Had they left well enough alone and just wanted to beat him? I mean, what they could have done is they said, all right, uh, run again in 2024 and beaten him. And that would have been it. He'd be too old after that to run again. He may be too old in 2024, but they could have just decided to run against him instead of doing this. Now, listen, I understand their difference. Well, they had the Presidential Records Act. He broke the law. They got to examine it. Yeah, but you don't handle stuff with a former president who has half the country on a side in this sort of way. It's politically stupid to do it. And by the way, if they couldn't beat him in 2024, that's on them, not on him. But they didn't want to do it that way. Listen, I realize there are a lot of people who want to find little quibbling uh, nitpicks and loopholes. Say, well, the FBI had to do it. No, the FBI does not have to do it. They don't have to do it. I understand there are some of you listening who despise Donald Trump. You must understand this just fully empowered Donald Trump. There have been lots of signs that you have ignored that the party was slowly over time moving on from Donald Trump. Not where you wanted to be and not as rapid a decline as you want, but they were moving on. Not anymore. Not anymore. Look at social media today. It is all you're either in the tribe or out of the tribe. Exile if you are not fully outraged and believe this is the death of the Republican. Only Donald Trump can save us. The the Democrats were stupid to do what they did. And that, I think, is why Chuck Schumer last night on MSNBC looked very, very um, not enthused, not happy, not energetic in dealing with it because he knows what's going to happen. Now, back to the phones. River, uh, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show, River. How are you? Hey, Eric. I'm a long-time frequent uh, listener of your show, and I love it. Uh, I wanted to reach out today because 
obviously with what happened yesterday, you know, the monkey's out of the bottle and you can't put that monkey back in the bottle. Are conservatives going to use this as a lesson to go back to their roots of small, self-sufficient government? You know, there was never really an FBI or a CIA when the founders first drafted the letter of intent for a declaration of independence. So are we going to use this as a lesson of, no, 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 we can, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take back the power and we'll reform it from within. Or we can just abolish all alphabet federal government agencies because we all know once our power leaves, it's going to be used against us, which it just did yesterday. I wanted to know your thoughts. Look, I, I, so I, here's what's going to happen here, River. I, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to l- let you go here and just listen to me on the radio here because this is you're you're hitting exactly where I was going to go. I want to read you an article real quick. Uh, this is just the headline from NBC News. This is from January 23rd, 2020. Two of the four warrants letting the FBI spy on ex-Trump aide Carter Page were not valid, says the Department of Justice. The DOJ now believes it didn't have probable cause to think Carter Page might be acting as an agent of a foreign power, which was required to surveil him. In fact, it appears that FBI agents were not honest with the judge who allowed the warrants. In December, a scathing report by the Justice Department's Inspector General found the FBI's applications to spy on Page were rife with factual misstatements and omissions. That's the Department of Justice's Inspector General blasting the FBI. We know about the deleted texts of of what struck in Page. We know about all the shenanigans with McCabe, who's now a, a CNN analyst. In Michigan, the FBI's informants were about the same or outnumbered the people who were supposedly involved in the plot to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer. They were all found not guilty. It was a major screw-up by the FBI, another major screw-up by the FBI. The Department of Justice and the Department of Education collaborated with the what National School Board Association to claim that parents were domestic terrorists for showing up at schools and school board meetings to aggressively question. There is a level of distrust with federal institutions. Take the FDA and the CDC with monkeypox. They're not even willing to say two weeks, squeeze the cheeks, and we can all be over this. No, no, they, they, they can't because they're afraid of stigmatizing the gay community. Uh, you have a, a virus running rampant around the nation in the gay community, and the FDA and the CDC are, are too worried about hurting people's feelings to stop the spread. The Department of Education wants to advance new rules that any school that decides boys should not play on girls' teams should be denied funding. If you don't understand the rampant mistrust and distrust of government right now, you really are out to lunch. The FBI 
has repeatedly made major screw-ups in the past several years, including during the Trump administration. And yes, it, it is right to say uh, Christopher Ray is a Trump appointee, a Republican, no less, who worked for George W. Bush. It doesn't matter. There's clearly something wrong at the organization. And I'm not just talking about the mishandling of what happened yesterday. It could have been done differently. All it did now is embolden Donald Trump. At a time, Democrats would love for him to go away. Democrats in the media seem inclined to keep him at the forefront and keep his base fired up. They've screwed up. The Whitmer situation. They screwed up the Carter Page situation. They've screwed up a host of situations lately. The FDA and the CDC have screwed up a host of situations. The Department of Education has screwed up a host of situations. Government seems to be broken. And no one really wants to fix it. No one wants to talk about the trust gap. No one trusts the media. No one trusts the government. Now, there are absolutely, in fairness, there are absolutely people out there who make a lot of money seeding the distrust on both sides, not just on the right, not just on the left, both sides seed distrust of government. But the government makes it really freaking easy for them to do. You may think that the FBI was totally justified in what it did yesterday for a search of the Presidential Records Act. You may think it's totally justified. But you should at least understand why conservatives are viscerally reacting. It doesn't really have so much to do with its Donald Trump as it does to do with the behavior of the FBI over the last number of years. Now, I know that's hard for you to believe because everything is processed in this day and age about Donald Trump. Everything is viewed through the lens of Donald Trump. Does it help Trump? Does it hurt Trump? Where is Trump? What does Trump say? The media itself is way more obsessed with Donald Trump right now than the Republican base who have been looking at Ron DeSantis and are now suddenly like, no, we got to stand with Trump. It was a politically boneheaded thing for them to do. All it does is embolden Trump and rally the Republican Party around him at a time the Republicans are looking elsewhere. The Democrats seem to have this symbiotic relationship with Donald Trump where they need him. They need him. It's not a coincidence. The Democrats have been trying to make Trump the center of this election. And along comes the FBI willing to help. Of course, it seems political. The context and the text of everything is about the Presidential Records Act. But I think Andy McCarthy at National Review is right. You, they have a raid on John Clark, pulled him out of his home in his underwear in the morning to search his house, purportedly an inspector general raid from the Department of Justice. Then they go after John Eastman and they take his phone and the like. And now suddenly they showed up at Donald Trump's place. That's not a coincidence. They're fishing for a smoking gun. Merrick Garland knows he can't prosecute Donald Trump on just anything. He's looking for the smoking gun. I doubt he found it. In the meantime, in his fishing expedition, he's using the FBI at a time that there's a growing distrusted government. At the same time, the federal government wants to expand 87,000 IRS agents, and you've got members of the media and Democrats say, well, if you're innocent, you have nothing to worry about. Really, ask Breonna Taylor. Ask George Floyd. 
Innocent people have nothing to worry about searches. Innocent people have nothing to worry about the government. If the FBI can set the precedent of going into the former president's home with a search warrant, good luck to you when the IRS 87,000 agents come calling. Until someone in government, and by the way, it's a bipartisan issue here. It's not just the Democrats. Until someone in government figures out that the American people no longer trust the government and starts working to earn that trust back, start with the CDC, work your way to the FBI, do the low-hanging fruit first, but you got to restore this trust. Our nation depends on both sides having some objective issues of trust. Both sides used to be able to trust these outside government agencies, even if they didn't trust the Democrats or the Republicans or the people in charge. Nobody trusts these agencies anymore. There's a deep collapse of integrity and trust within government. You can't send the FBI to a former president's home without it looking highly politically motivated at a time that a great portion of the country doesn't trust the FBI. And oh, by the way, look why they don't, because they fabricated information to get a uh, a search warrant and, and observations of Carter Page. They messed up the Gretchen Whitmer investigation, the Russia collusion nonsense. I'm sorry if you don't get that, but it's your level of partisanship that means you're not getting it. And conservatives, some of you have decided that forget small government, let's use the government to reward our friends and punish our enemies, just like the Democrats have done. You should be reminded by this. There's no such thing as permanence in American politics. The only way to play this game is to not do what the other side does and instead gut the government, shrink its size, and reform and get rid of some of these agencies. Start by getting rid of those 87,000 IRS agents and then move on and clean house at the FBI from there. There is a broken system in place right now. Nobody trusts it. You want to make it as permanent as possible when there's no such thing as permanence in American politics? Earn the American people's trust by cleaning up and reducing the size and scope of government. You've got a clear path forward on how to proceed. One of the companies that's trying to help us do this and advance the conservative cause is Patriot Mobile. You should consider doing business with them, particularly at a time like this when they're Christian conservatives uh, who fight for limited government, who fight for liberty, who fight against uh, the intrusions of government, who stand for the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, and the pro-life cause. You can take your business to them, and they'll give a portion of their profits to the causes you care about. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric. PatriotMobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K. Also, you can call them. They have 100% U.S.-based customer service. 972-PATRIOT is their number. Tell them I sent you. You get free activation. You can bring over your existing phone number. They give great discounts to you. And you're doing business with a company that shares your values. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric or 972-PATRIOT. Uh, hold the phones. We don't have a lot of time here. I want to keep taking your phone calls on this. I know you all have a lot to say. I got something else to say to um i'm a little bit frustrated with the fbi raid not that they consult my schedule but i should be with my wife as longtime listeners know my wife has stage four lung cancer um we haven't really talked about it being stage four but it's stage four and she goes every three months with metronomic regularity to have her lungs scanned, she takes an oral chemotherapy every day that keeps the tumors from growing. And today's the day. 
And last night I had every intention of pre-recording the first hour of this show um, to sound live so you would never know I was gone and be with her. And then the news broke. And we both understand the nature of my job means sometimes while I should be with her holding her hand and waiting to see if the sword of Damocles has fallen. I had to be here with you guys. So I'm, I am a little distracted. She has texted me though and said the scans are fine. Uh, she takes a little pill every day that keeps the tumors from growing. They're too tiny uh, to be removed. Um, there are too many of them to be removed. And uh, the medicine is supposed to work for two years. She's been on it for about five and a half years and it's still working. And so today is another good day. But y'all, I'm sorry. I, I try to be a professional and I, I've my 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 temper and patience have been short. Um, frustrated by this, um, but uh, we got through it again today. Appreciate all the people who pray. I really do. Um, when we come back, I want to take your phone calls about this situation. We've got other stuff to talk about, but there's another one more point I got to make about this whole FBI thing. Another reason I think just Chuck Schumer and the Democrats are none too happy with the FBI today. 